0: We have a tendency sometimes to think that things are about us. Now, we recently celebrated my uh, my youngest Parker his second birthday, and he's you know being two he's not quite there yet where he think thinks thought that everything was for him. Um, he kind of knew that it was, but he he get he's not quite at that sp- completely spoiled rotten. He's just spoiled. Um, <laughs> But we have we have that tendency sometimes as humans to just think that you know whatever it is um, that that it's about us and it's about our our story. Um, there was a song that came out years ago, and I don't know by who, but the the gist of it was, "It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to." And I think that that's something that in society today we see it, it's everywhere. It, where if it if things don't go how I want them to go, then it's well, they're going to cry about it. And um, we, we see that, that selfishness that, that's everywhere in our society today. And what we're going to look at this morning um, is, is the opposite of that. Is, um, and it, we want, I want to look at an individual that was selfless. Um, he just, it, you'll see as we get, get going. Um, if you would, please stand with me and turn to Galatians chapter 2. As we start here this morning. In Galatians chapter 2, we have a, one of my personal favorite verses uh, of, of Scripture. Um, just there, there's so much packed into it, and um, we're going to look at that this morning. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning. I just thank you so much for your blessings. I just thank you for your word. I just thank you for these, these people this morning. I pray that uh, our hearts and minds would just be clear and be open to your word and what your word has to to say to us, Lord. And that um, at this time, you just put a wall of protection around this place that we can have just that that time with you, Lord, that uh, I know you desire to have it with us. Lord, I pray that each of us would desire to have that time with you. Uh, Pray that you just bless us this morning and watch over and forgive me where I fail you. In your name we pray. Amen. Debating whether or not to ask this next question. Are there there any fans of Star Wars here? Okay, some in the back, a a few. Okay, not a whole lot. Okay, so um, in the whole Star Wars storyline, there's one particular movie, and it might be my favorite, but it's one particular movie where you see a tremendous amount of effort and a tremendous amount of sacrifice that people are, are willing to make in, in hope. And, and really just in hope. And, and that, that movie is Rogue One, and, the, and in the, the storyline, it, it goes that they, are, they fight so hard to find one piece of information to provide hope to, for the, the good guys, basically. And what I love about it is that it's a bunch of, of characters or characters and people that are they're regular people they're, they're not some super special gifted person or anything like that they're regular people and they they join together to to fight and to get a piece of information to destroy the Death Star or to um, to provide that hope for the good guys and, and I love that because it's it, it's it's a reminder that regular people the people like me we can make a difference and I think that's what, um, what what God wants from his people it's all the work and the battles that were won in that the sacrifices that were made they played such a huge role in the near future but in the grand story it was really a small detail and that's what I hope the, the, to kind of get across this morning is that there's a tremendous amount of effort that can be placed in 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 the the fight That Christians have today and the the in this world that we have and it's a it's huge for the moment but in the grand story in the big story in the story of Jesus it's only going to be a small detail but it's worth that fight Um, it was such a small moment in that Star Wars uh, saga it's one small component in a bigger narrative a small piece to the puzzle now this is another question how many of us like puzzles still not very many. <laughs> okay a few more though and I thought maybe that with, with those that, that are a little bit um, uh, more mature might like the, 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 the puzzles. Um, I, I like puzzles. My, my kids like puzzles and you know when you get the big ones you put it all together and it's just it, it's fun to, to look back and say that it's it's accomplished. But if that puzzle is missing one piece it kind of just sours the whole thing, doesn't it? It's that it's miss, it's not a complete picture. And this morning, the the reminder is that that we need to look at the complete picture, the complete picture of Christ. Um, John the Baptist was an excellent example of a biblical perspective of uh, selflessness. He fulfilled the mission that the Lord gave to him. And we're going to kind of look at his life this morning, and just there's three principles that I found with uh, John the Baptist, three things that one must do in order to kind of, live the way that he lived and make an impact for today but be okay with the fact that it's only a small thing for the future for the grand story of jesus um because regardless of what we sometimes think it's not our party this is not our show this life this short time that we have here is not our story um the quick background in the old testament deuteronomy chapter six There were some things that were taught to, to God's people um, very early on, and it, this was something that they it was instilled in them at a young age, and they were meant to carry it on. Deuteronomy chapter 6, and this is in regards to the commands of, of the Lord. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them on the posts of thy house and on thy gates. In other words, the commands of Christ are, need to be very important. That, isn't that something that we ought to take serious today? That the commands of Christ ought to be very important in our lives, so important that we talk about it all the time. It's, it's everywhere in our homes when we walk. It's so important that we're willing to talk about it. Now, I, I found that when... Um, when you're entrusted to lead a, a group of people or youth, you kind of have to find and, and, and know the things that, they're, that they like in order to make a better connection with them. And Star Wars is one of those things for, for me for, in dealing with youth. Um, so I've had to kind of study up on that kind of stuff. Um, so that the, the point of doing that is so that it makes it, things easier to talk about. And the more you know about that and the more you know about God's word, you can make the parallels and bring the parallels. Well, this was the point that was made in that story. But, you know, this relates to God's word this way. Um, see, John was prepared by his parents for the work of the Lord. Zacharias was a priest. His parents walked in all the commandments of the Lord. This instruction that was given back way back in Deuteronomy was, was still being carried out with, with some people Uh, As we get to the New Testament, in Luke chapter 1, verse 5, it says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Wouldn't that be something special today just to be know that at some point in the future somebody was going to write something like that about you? That we walked walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. That was something that was taught to them in such such a strict way with the the Hebrews and leading into the New Testament. And I think it's something that would be um, beneficial for today's world as well. See, what a parent loves to do, the child will also love to do. If you're a parent, you, you, you have probably picked up on that. And it, it's even more prevalent for the things you do and not just talk about. Um, my, my story for that is I can talk about doing whatever the, the, the chore is or whatever, but until my kids actually see me do it, they don't care. But they want to be a part and do whatever it is that I'm doing, even if I don't want them to be a part of it. They want to be a part of it. Um, I was I was making you know I was making this little box for my wife uh, to use as a decorative thing, and in doing so, my son was in the garage with me, and I'm you know trying to focus on the box but also make sure he doesn't run out in the road. So it was it was a little bit of a time, um, and I noticed that he wanted to start hitting something because he saw that I had a hammer and a nail in my hand. So, I had already made him, them, a, my, both my kids, a table uh, previously, basically for that reason, so they could beat it up and do whatever they, they wanted to it. So, what I did is I went and took a nail, put it halfway through into that table, and, and gave him his little plastic hammer and said, Okay, here you go. So, man, he was excited to hit that thing because he wanted to do what his dad was doing. And I think that that's something that's important. We ought to remember that our kids want to do the things that we love, not just to talk about. Do we actually do? Because they're watching uh, what we do more than what we say. John the Baptist, his parents knew the commands. They followed the commands and loved the Lord. So it can be deduced that John would grow up in that kind of household. He would grow up that way, and he would also know the way. John the Baptist is a great example of selflessness because he he prepared the way. Here's the three points this morning. He prepared the way. He declared the way, and then for the last point, I'm going to wait. I don't want to spoil the last point too soon. Um, But he prepared the way. In Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 3, we see a, a prophecy that was leading towards John the Baptist. It says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The New Testament example, Mark chapter 1 and verse 1, says, the beginning of the gospel of, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his, his path straight. This word "prepare" is to make ready, to prepare, provide, to make arrangements for. Um, the the the, the c- contextually, it was as a the a king was coming into town, they would go before and make that road perfectly smooth. No no bumps, nothing like that. They wanted that road to be smooth. For for today's world, if if you're planning a party and you, it's a big party or uh, or of whether it's birthday or anniversary you take care of the details because we we know that um sometimes the the experience is magnified by the details see disney's got this figured out you go to disneyland they they take care of all the little details to give you an experience more than you know in order to justify their high price to get into there but it's it's in the details and when you are when you're when you're Making a a party for for someone, you care about the details more than other people do. A lot of times, some of those small details will get neglected or not even noticed by some people. But for those that care, it just magnifies that experience. So to prepare, to make ready, make arrangements. If you were entrusted to, to organize a party for somebody... And part of that um, party was to get reservations at a restaurant. You would look pretty silly and probably feel kind of foolish if you showed up to the restaurant and you forgot to make the arrangements. See, John the Baptist was trained and brought up in a way to make those arrangements, to, to, to take care of those details. The path here is the worn-out way, a rut, a track. When my uncle was a sprint car racer, and in the early laps of the race and the, and the warm-up things, um, what they would do is they would test that track. It was, a, it was a dirt track, so they were trying to find that smooth path, trying to find the groove that would allow them to go the fastest around the track. Now, he, he won quite a bit. That was his philosophy, so that was, it makes sense to me. I think that's what John the Baptist was tasked with doing, is to make the path ready for Christ. Because he was the forerunner, he was the individual that was going to, going to teach and preach, and we'll get to that in just a minute, um, of the of the coming Savior, in Matthew chapter three. In in verse one, if you want to turn there, give you a second to turn there. I feel like I'm going fast, and I don't know if I am or not, but. Um, Give you a second to turn there. Matthew chapter three and starting in verse one. Alright, I think that's all the papers I hear. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, John prepared the way by preaching, teaching. Getting the news, the message of Jesus out, preaching repentance, preaching baptism before there was a church. See, to to prepare the way, to make it ready, means one had to know what was coming and what was needed. If you're tasked with with organizing a a party, you know what's coming. There's going to be a celebration of some sort, you have to know what is coming. See, Jesus was coming. He is holy and pure. If we want to be with him, if we want to spend eternity with him. Our sins must be atoned for. This is why he was saying repent. We are sinners by nature and in need of atonement. Jesus provided eternal atonement by dying on the cross for the sins of the world. John was he had to be prepared himself and he was trying to prepare others. By getting the message out. Because Jesus, we know later on, Jesus would come preaching that same message. How many of you, when you hear a message... Now, okay, maybe about a month ago. It was on a Sunday. Maybe a little bit more than a month. How many of you got a little notification that a famous basketball player passed away on your phone? How many of you believed it right away? I didn't. How many of you, when it was... Bigger and bigger in the, new, in the new cycle, then he's like, oh, this really happened. This was John's uh, mission. Get the word out so that when Jesus comes, they'll know it. They'll know that it, they'll believe it because they've heard it before. Sometimes we're, we're, we don't, we're not a very trusting people. We don't trust the first source. But when it comes from, us, from more, more than one, we're more willing to trust that. See, John prepared the way, but he also declared the way. Declare is to define, to show forth, to make it known. In John chapter 1, if you want to turn there, we're going to, we're going to be there for a little bit. In John chapter 1. Hi. Hi. Hi Don't you just love how with um, young children, life is just so simple? <laughs> um. Sometimes I, sometimes I wish that life could just be that simple even for adults because it's just, you're just there, and, hi, you know, just, whenever it is and, and you're there and you don't have to worry about um, all of the other details and things like that. Um, John chapter 1 in verse 6, it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. To bear witness of that light. He was not the light in verse eight. But he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light that which lighteth excuse me, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was to bear witness of that light. Jesus in, in Matthew chapter five he says ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. John was, was there. He was sent to bear witness of that light, to, to, to be the example of what Christ would come and do. Skipping down in John chapter 1 to verse 15, it says, John, bear witness of him and cried. The, saying, this is he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was sent, or was before me. He is, he is not only recognizing that the story is not about him. That it's about Christ. But he's also recognizing Christ's deity here. Because if you go back and you look at the math. John the Baptist was born before Jesus. He was, he was older. So, to say that he was before me, he's recognizing that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was there before, that he is part of the, the, the trinity of, of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. John is saying, everything I do is for Jesus. He is pointing and declaring that it's this is the guy that you need to pay attention to. John had a following at this time. People were following him and um, thinking that he was somebody special. And I, I just have this picture in my mind that as Jesus comes into the, onto the scene, John saying, look, here's the guy. This is the one you need to pay attention to. This is the one whose shoe I'm not even worthy to unloose. I probably just got a little ahead of myself on the verses there. But he was doing everything for the Lord. This is a special point because you see so much humility with John. John is humble, yet has a clear focus A clear purpose of lifting up Jesus. We know John, he didn't wear fancy clothes. He had ample opportunity to elevate himself, but he didn't. He pointed to Christ. This is the guy. He is the way. Passage, that says, he must increase and I must decrease. See, John prepared the way. He declared the way by pointing to Christ. But then we have this final point. And I I find it a special point. And I find it, 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 it's special, but it's also hard because we're human. With his humility, he was ultimately putting himself aside for the Jesus cause. It wasn't about the John cause. When he obeyed, he was trusting Jesus and his plan. He knew that his time on earth was just a small fragment of the picture of the Jesus story. He knew that his life was just a vapor, a small piece of the Jesus story. John 1 in verse 19, we see this account it says and this is the record of John When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. I'm not the one you're looking for. I am not the Messiah. I am not the special one. The story is not about me. And they asked him, verse 21, What then, art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? They want to know, Who are you? And I love his answer. He doesn't say, I'm John the Baptist, I'm Jesus' cousin. He doesn't say, I'm the son of a priest. My parents were special. He doesn't do any of that. He doesn't call attention to himself that way. He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet he placed. He takes this moment and places his identity in his mission. It was about the bigger picture. It was not about him. That's what I, what I love about that, that particular movie in the Star Wars trilogy. I love that they, were, they knew that they were a small part of it. And it. But it wasn't about them. Continuing on, it says, And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizeth thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither a prophet? John answered and said, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you, whom ye know not. He it is, who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which take away the sin of the world, Can we say that this morning? Can we say that? How many of you, um, how many of you are saved children of God? How about we say amen, a little bit verbal. Um, Okay, so if you're a saved child of God, can you, are you going to be excited on that day when the Lord comes back? Okay. How many of us would be willing and ready to say, behold, the Lamb of God, when he steps foot, when he shows up? How many of us, though tasked with, with, with whatever the Lord has, has tasked you with, would remember to say, this is not my party. This is about him. This is about the, the guy that's going to come. That His role, his job, his, his very essence of being the son of God is more important than anything I can do. It's his mission that, that matters, not mine. Not my party. Not my, you name it. You place whatever in that. Not my puzzle. In Verse 29 says, The next day John seeth uh, seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me. For he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And he saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode on him. We have this amazing picture of John the Baptist who he's given a mission. He fulfills it. He does it. He, he does his part. But then he doesn't. Later on, we see that John was not afraid to speak out and speak truth. We see in John chapter 14 that there, there was a certain leader who wasn't living right. He wasn't being the example. He wasn't being the person he should have been. He was being immoral. John spoke out against him. It cost him his life. It cost him his life. And, then, and you might say, well, that's well, that, that's sad for him. Did, did, he get to, did he get to raise a family? Did he get to... Experience some of those joys that we love and we crave and we hold on to so much? I don't know. Scripture doesn't say. But he was willing and desired to just do his part, to live, to, to have that small moment, to make it the, the biggest impact that he could in the small amount of time that he was here on earth. See, John declared the way. Or he prepared the way declared the way but then he got out of the way because he knew it wasn't about him he served he fulfilled his ministry and he got out of the way and I'm afraid I'm, I'm concerned today that there are many who hold on to their party they hold on to maybe what they've built or the things that they've experienced, they hold on to those things. Folks, the only thing worth holding on to is the song we sang earlier. It's, it's, I believe it said, the, the anchor holds within the veil, I think is what it said. The anchor, Christ is the only thing worth holding on to. Not my experience, not my feelings, not your experience or feelings or, or thoughts or anything like that. The only thought, the only perspective that matters is Christ. James chapter 4 and verse 13 says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such city, or such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. I don't think that basketball player thought that was going to be his last day. There's been several accidents where I live, car accidents, that have been fatal. Uh, A missionary friend of mine, uh, Jay Widener, lost his father just yesterday at a birthday party, or on his way to a birthday party the same day as a birthday party of one of their family members. Our time here is so short. We don't know when the Lord's going to take us home. Verse 15 says, For what ye ought to say is if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. If the Lord wills, we'll continue on. If, and as long as the Lord wills, we'll, we'll, we'll keep pursuing him. We get focused, though. We have our things we like to do, don't we? I talked earlier of trying to work in the garage. I've recently been learning that though years ago in high school, I got an A in wood shop, there's a lot I don't know. And I'm trying to do, trying to make some different things and it's like, hold on, this was a lot easier in high school. Why am I having such a hard time? And see, I forgot that back then, I had somebody that was very experienced, telling me everything I needed to do. And so as I'm trying and working in the garage, trying to to work and build these things, my little boy that loves me, looks up to me, wants to be in everything I'm doing, he's right there with his little plastic hammer, realizing his plastic hammer is not going to move that nail. He wants to be involved in what I'm doing. To such a point where he's getting in the way. How many of you, how many of us as parents or even as aunts and uncles have been focused about trying to get something ready? Maybe it's dinner and you've got that young child that's right there tugging on your leg, just ultimately getting in your way. How many of us have ever been frustrated a little bit about something like that? There's a few hands. The rest of us aren't willing to admit it. It's like... Come on kid, just just you know, give me a couple minutes to finish dinner. Give me a couple minutes um, even just to go to the bathroom. It's just it's one of those things where they get in the way, don't they? Because they're holding on to something that doesn't that it's not their time for that. As a child of God, I think we can get in God's way by holding on to things that, Maybe should have been let go in the past. Maybe it's a tradition. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's just the idea that we need to be carried, or that my child thinks that he needs to be carried, and everything revolves around him. Maybe it's our comforts. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that we serve a God that is patient, that he is long-suffering, and that he doesn't just flick me aside as sometimes we think we might want to do with a child that is wanting to get in the way. Or what we do, pick him up, go put him in his little chair, lock him up, give him some food. We can get things done we need to get done. I'm thankful that the Lord is, is, he sees the bigger picture and he's patient with me. Are you are you this morning thankful that the Lord is patient with you? Even when we may hold on to things that aren't really as important as we want them to be? These three ideals from John are great, and they would be beneficial when we or will be beneficial when we apply them to our service. First things first. To follow this path, one must know the Lord. See, John knew the Lord beforehand. He got put on this trajectory Because he knew the Lord. He knew what the big picture was about. This morning, if you know the Lord is your personal Savior, then you should know what the big picture is about. If you don't know him as your personal Savior, let me just say, this life is not about us. The sin that we have, there was a little comic thing that was up there earlier. Thinking that rules were meant to be broken. No, they're not really. They're meant to protect us. It was that mentality that got man in the, in the, uh, in the position that we're in now, where we are, have this thing called sin, and it separates us from Christ. It separates us from the big picture. John knew that. His mission was to teach repentance. Repentance is the way back. Believing that Christ is the one who died on the cross for our sins. Only through him. See, Jesus is the way. See, John prepared the way, declared the way, and got out of the way because he knew that Jesus is the way. He knew the Lord. He knew the command, go, preach, train others. Shine his light on others and obey the command. Don't complicate it and get it in the way. So I'm going to ask now as as we stand and get ready for a a time of, of invitation, a time of prayer, dedication. Maybe you need to know him. Maybe you have allowed things in your life to get in the way. Allowed the focus to be taken off of Christ. Maybe our wants and our desires have become too important forgotten that as a child of God our role is to prepare the way to declare the way and when the time comes not to be afraid to get out of the way could it be that we have allowed other things to get in the way Because if you believe that Jesus is the only way say amen Amen. that was that was a little low I do have my hearing aids this time, so I can hear better than the last time I was here. So, if you believe that Jesus is the only way, say Amen. 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 That's better, huh? That's I like that. Then let, let's, as we sing this invitation, let's consider where we are at uh, personally in our lives, and if we need to get something right, or if there's somebody we know, and I'm sure that there is, who's allowed things to get in the way. Let's make sure that we spend some time talking to the Lord, praying for mercy from the Lord for them, and also for ourselves as we sing.